Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. We're going to be uh, in John chapter 14 today. We're going to be starting at verse 7 and finishing this chapter. We're exploring some really high peaks of the Bible today. Um, Jesus is just getting through telling um, Thomas, who is wanting to know how to get to where Jesus was going, uh, that he is the way the truth, and the life, uh, that no one comes to the Father except through Him. So what an amazing thing here, and He's going to be talking about He's going to be leaving them, and they're going to be doing even greater works than He could do, or He was doing. We'll be talking about that. And then Jesus, this to me is one of the most incredible parts, is Jesus is promising them the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is something that I've just been dwelling on in my heart. It's just amazing to me that we have the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is and who the Holy Spirit is. We're going to be touching on that today as well. So jump right in. Verse 7, Jesus said, if you had known me, and he just got through saying, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So in other words, you've seen the Father because you've seen me. An amazing claim, as my study Bible says, to the deity. Jesus is saying he and the Father are one person. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father. That's because Jesus had to be the Son of God, but He also had to be the Son of Man. He had to be the human sacrifice, the human person that would uh, be sinless to pay the penalty for all that uh, could never measure up to God's law. So, Jesus, Son of God, Jesus, Son of Man, the incarnation of God's Word, the incarnation in the flesh of God, the person. We can see God because we've seen Jesus. But And McGee makes the point that 
even maybe when we get to heaven or something, we God might be a spirit. We still can't see him, but we can see Christ. <clears throat> so, in any event, <clears throat> Philip said to them, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Now, Philip is still... He's trying to he's trying to he's trying to track what Jesus is saying but he's you know he's still he can't he can't get his head around this. And Jesus said to him, "Have I been with you so long and you still do not know me, Philip?" He's saying you don't not know me. You know, meaning like in that capacity he's speaking as the Father. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? So, I am the Father. The Father is in me. I am in the Father. We are one person. You're seeing the Father in me. You're seeing His nature. You're seeing His character. You see how much the Father loves you because I am the Word of God. I am the Spirit of God in the flesh. Okay? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. In other words, <clears throat> everything I'm saying to you is the Father. Everything I'm doing around here is the Father. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. If you can't get your head around this, just look at the miracles that I've been doing. They're not me. They're the Father. I am the Son of God, but I am the Son of Man. But the Father is working through me. Okay? It's just so powerful to get our heads around this, isn't it? So verse 12, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. Okay? And greater works than these will he do. Because I am going to the Father. So the works Jesus is talking about, the things that he's doing, okay? The Father does his works, okay? If you've seen me, believe on the count of these works because they're from the Father. And if you believe in me, you'll also do these works that I do. The Father will do his works through me, but he's going to also do them through you. And these are going to be greater works that you do because I'm going to the Father so the Father is going to be able to be working through me through you okay these greater works because they're going to be working through frail humans but they're going to be greater in their worldwide scope and it's going to trans form individual lives and whole cultures and whole societies. My study Bible points this out and then McGee pointed it out, but in the in the um, the uh, in the um, in short, the entire ministry of the church to the entire world, beginning at the Pentecost, on the day of Pentecost alone, more believers were added to Jesus' followers than during his entire earthly ministry up to that time. So there's going to be even more people added to the church than, you know, during Jesus's entire ministry because it's going to be through, these are going to be greater works. There are more people that are going to be coming to the Lord to, to, 
to Christ, even though Christ is not here in the world. So how is this going to happen? So Jesus is going to tell them. Jesus promises the Holy Spirit in verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Okay? This is an eternal promise on another helper. This is the Holy Spirit to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. He's describing the Holy Spirit here. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Why? Because of this Holy Spirit. Because I live, you will also live. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. In that day, he's talking about the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit, which is in the world, now starts dwelling in people. It's going to turn these disciples into apostles. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Okay? The love of Jesus is keeping his commandments, following his words. So when we ask things in his name, back to verse 13, this I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So in other words, if you ask something in Jesus' name, he will do it to glorify the Father. In my name, I will do it. That's if it is something that brings glory to the Father. So, not just what we want, but what the Father wants. Jesus always was yielding to the Father's will. If anyone loves me... Oh, and now we say Judas in verse 22. Not, not Judas Iscariot. Another disciple here named Judas. And they were saying it's probably Judas the son of James that was mentioned in Luke 6, not Judas the half-brother of Jesus, and of course not Judas Iscariot. This is a different Judas. But Judas said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? So Judas is already sort of thinking like a missionary, but he doesn't understand what he's asking. Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. If anyone... He's not just talking about Jews. He's saying, if anyone loves me, whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. His words are from the Father. 
But anyone who loves me and keeps my word, the Father loves him and we will come to him. These things I've spoken to you, what do you make my home? That means they will dwell with them, in them. They will abide in them. But Jesus is speaking on lofty spiritual terms right now. He's trying to keep it where they can understand it. Verse 25, these things I've spoken to you while I'm still with you. These things, these spiritual things. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. That's what he's promising. He will teach you all things. And he will bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. So he's giving them the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the helper. These are these are like <clears throat> these are like characteristics of Christ. The Holy Spirit is holy. He's a spirit. He's a helper <clears throat> to help us. He's truth, just like Jesus is the manifestation of the Word of God. He is truth. And He's a reminder of that truth. He's a teacher. He's a companion. We're not by ourselves like orphans. And He is peace. Peace I live with you. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will provide us peace because of the presence of God the Father and Jesus the Son in us to dwell with us. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you, but as God gives to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away, and I will come to you. If you love me, you would have rejoiced, because I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. We have been talking about the abiding relationship of Christ. To abide in Christ, to dwell in Christ. Christ will live with us. But we have the tremendous promise of the Holy Spirit. So, we're going to stop here. Today's Friday. We're going to take a break as we always do. A break for the weekend. We'll start right back up here. On Monday, as we continue in the chapter 15 of John, what an amazing uh, book we are reading. Such tremendous spiritual insight is here for us into Jesus, into God the Father, and the Holy Spirit. So we'll, we'll uh, turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing your take on this study today. And as always, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. And we'll see you here next time. 
Hello. So today's teaching is coming from John chapter 14, beginning at verse 7, all the way through to verse 31. Scripture reads at verse 7, If you had known me, you would also you would have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. So here, um, the Lord Jesus Christ is actually continuing from thomas's question where thomas has asked from yesterday's study where we had ended thomas had said from verse five thomas said to him lord we do not know where you are going and how can we know the way jesus said to him i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me if you had known me you would have known my father also and from now on you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. So here, you know, Philip, he was a very quiet individual, but he always uh, was bringing someone to Jesus Christ, and here he expresses the highest ambition or desire of any person in and outside the Bible. You know, he actually says he would like to see God. And God is a spirit. That's one thing you should bear in mind and take note of. So God is a spirit. And the, they that actually worship him must worship and must do so in truth and in spirit. And we're going to see um, the son. That's um, when we get to verse 20 of John 14. Um, we will see Christ and why it's important in this earthly period that we are in, that we should know him better in order for us to actually, um, you know, live and abide and, and trust him, live in truth and abide by his um, laws that he actually has given us believers. Sorry, verse 9 goes on to read. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? So he's saying here, the Lord Jesus Christ, that it's not the exact identical person that they are seeing, but they are seeing the same person in power, in character, in love and everything else when they see Christ Jesus. So they have seen all that they would see in the Father when they see the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 10 goes on to read, Do not do you not believe that I am the Father and the Father in the Father in me? The words that I speak to you I would not speak to my own Sorry, the words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. So here he's actually talking about two things. He's talking about words and works. And they are the same. And today, this is the problem for believers to actually get their works and words to be the same. So none of us are perfect. That's why... In John 13, we read, and scripture says, that 
every person has to have a confession. And the Lord Jesus Christ said, if he doesn't wash um, us, he doesn't wash our feet, um, we will have no fellowship with him. And when he was responding to Simon Peter, who said, you know, Lord, you cannot wash my feet. So our words and works need to correspond. You know, the way we walk through life and what we preach. This is where, you know, you get the common colloquial practice, what you preach. And the words and works of Jesus Christ corresponded, you know, through his life here on earth. So the Lord Jesus Christ never appealed to his own mind and, you know, to his own mind and um, to make a decision. He always said he's doing this because it's the will of the Father. And the works he did were the will of the Father. Verse 11 goes on to read, Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. So he says, you know, if you can't believe me because of my words, uh, then believe me for the works. What have you seen? What, what you've actually seen? Um, that's you know, all the works and miracles he's performed. The soul goes on to read, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, also the greater works that these, the, the greater works than these, sorry, let me just read that again. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. So here, the second works mentioned here, the works that you know they also do will be greater. Here, um, so what are these works that he's mm, talking about? So the Lord Jesus Christ was here on earth. He was able to perform miracles, you know, and tremendous works, and they were great, were very great works. But because of who he was, he is expected to do that, because it's you know the Lord Jesus Christ. He's expected to do great works and miracles. Now here he speaks to believers, and. Um, he speaks to believers, he that believes on me, the works that I do, shall also, shall he do also. So what are these works? In uh, John's gospel, what has he been doing? So what's the supreme accomplishment in this study? He's been bringing men and women into a right relationship with God. So what are the greater works? So, for example, on the day of Pentecost, when Simon Peter, uh, who denied him the night he was arrested, when Simon Peter got up, he actually preached a sermon. 3,000 people came to God. And that's actually greater works. Um, you know, if you look at Christ's ministry, um, he had people like come to Christ and... And all, but look at Simon Peter, you know, what he actually achieved. And we have Paul in Philippi. He went out and preached the gospel. And a church came into existence 
that was very close to him. So these are greater works. So Christ is still working today through human instruments and flesh, through you and me. He's still working. Through Dr. J.P. McGee, he's here on the radio preaching. Scripture goes into read verse 13. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So here, this is a very actually misunderstood verse. And one should actually keep on reading the next verses. And I'll just read that. That's why people say, you know what? The scripture says, anything you do or ask in my name, I will do it. So to understand what's being said, we need to actually read on. So verse 15 goes on to read, If you love me, keep my commandments. So here, verse 13, 14, and 15 is actually tied up in one package. So read everything, just don't pick out one verse, like maybe verse 14. Um, so everything has to be tied up, read together and tied up together. And what, is that, what does it actually mean to ask in the name of Christ? He says that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So a prayer that will actually enable God to glorify the Son is a prayer that, will, that he will actually answer. To pray in his person means to be standing in his place, to be fully identified with him. So God hears our prayers when it's in the name of Christ and present it in his merit. So it means it must be for his glory and for him and for him that we are actually praying and not for our selfish ends. A lot of people just pray, you know, I want, I want, I want, I want. For their own selfish ends and not to glorify um, the name of God. And they wonder, you know, God doesn't answer my prayers. Verse 16 goes on to read. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit, verse 17, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him for the for he dwells with you and will be in you so this is the unique fact of this age we are living uh, in the holy spirit was in the world but on the day of pentecost he involved believers that what was new he, it, he actually involved believers and that's what was new verse 18 goes on to read I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So he's coming to us. And this is the person of the Holy Spirit that indwells in us today. Verse 19 goes on to read, A little while longer, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live. I, I live. You will live also. So, we have the Holy Spirit. He did not leave us orphans. He left us his Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. Verse 20 goes on to read. And that day you will know that I am my Father and you in me and I in you. So this is the day we are actually living in today. So it's the day that began with Pentecost. You and me. So this is salvation. To be saved means to be in Christ. I knew Christian living down here. So one is our position, the other our practice down here. So the word and works. 
verse 21 goes on to read, He who has my commandment and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So here, um, you can't love Christ and not obey him. It doesn't work like that. That's why he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And, um, you know, if you keep God's commandments, you will do right by him all the time. You will want to glorify Christ. And, you know, your prayers will get answered if, you know, they glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 22 goes on to read, Judas, and this is not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself in us and not to the world? So here, you know, Judas is actually saying that it is wonderful to be here, there, when they were there. And he's saying these things, but has he forgotten the world? So he is the first missionary here, Judas. And, you know, in the rest of the chapter, Jesus Christ is saying to Judas that he has not forgotten the world at all. He is actually thinking of the world. And that's the reason he's called them apostles. And he's giving them this truth. You know, it's that they may take it to the world and the power of the Holy Spirit because he's thinking of the world and hasn't forgotten the world. And this is the only way that the word can actually be taken out into the world. Verse 26, I drop down, he goes on to read, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So see the Holy Spirit. God has left us a helper and the reason why um he's talking about them being indwelled by the Holy Spirit is they will he was using the he's using his apostles as human instruments to take the word of God out there. Verse twenty seven goes on to read Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives do I give you, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So this is actually the glorious peace that comes to the heart that are fully yielded to the Lord. So if you're fully yielded to the Lord, you're going to have, you know, there may be chaos and trouble all around you, but there's that peace, that glorious peace that everybody yearns so much for. And... um. Verse 28 goes on to read, You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said I am going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. Verse 31 goes on to read, But the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, so I do. Arise, let us go from here. And here he says, you know, he has not, he's not going to talk very much more. And he didn't, but that the prince of this world was coming. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, he would actually have another seed with Satan, and it's believed in the Garden of Gethsemane that he did. And then he would go to the f- cross for the sins of the world. 
and the Holy Spirit would come into the world and the Holy Spirit makes Jesus real to us. So if we believe, if we love him and obey his commandments and, you know, follow his, and if we follow his commandments, so we obey his word and we trust and believe in him. And then we learn to have the Holy Spirit indwell us and make the things of Christ real to us. So, you know, may you have peace today, the peace that you so seek, you know, through the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you all for listening in. God bless you all and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye.